The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi everyone, you're tuned in to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. On tonight's show, I want to talk about something that is happening to many people right now. While everyone is, is taking this time to physically distance, a ton of exes are also taking the time to reconnect with former partners. Yes, and I am hearing this a lot. Exes are sliding their way back into old partners' inboxes during this period of physical distancing. Best-selling author and relationship expert Susan Winter is joining me tonight, and we're going to answer questions like, why is your ex reaching out, things to keep in mind before inviting them back into your life, Uh, should we seek comfort from an ex during this vulnerable time, Uh, we're going to talk about dealing with a toxic ex, how will the coronavirus impact relationships and breakups, and so much more. So let's welcome Susan to the show. Hi, Susan. Hi, Laura. How are you? Great. I'm good. How are you? How are you doing? (laughs) Sorry? Great. Great. Thank you. We're going to be uh, answering questions like, why is your ex reaching out? Things to keep in mind before inviting them back into your life. Should we seek comfort from an ex during this vulnerable time? Dealing with a toxic ex. uh, How will the coronavirus impact relationships and breakups and so much more? Welcome to the show, Susan. Uh, So let's get started, okay? So, Susan, I want to start off by by talking about the reasons why exes are reaching out during this difficult time. And personally, I think whenever it comes to life or death situations, it does put things into perspective. And when your exes are already concerned for the safety of their family and friends, it, it's just it's not really too out of the ordinary that they'd think about other people who've meant a lot to them, including their exes. And perhaps they're coming to their senses about maybe what really matters, People have more time to think and process right now, more than ever before. And maybe they want their future to look different than their past after realizing that life is so short. So how do you feel about all this? What's your take on it? From your perspective, why are so many exes reaching out right now? Well, I think you hit it. You're right on the money. It's a time of self-reflection. Remember, we have very little distraction. We're left with ourselves, and that's something that's not so common in a very busy, multitasking world, right? Mm -hmm. We're going a 1,000 miles a minute. We could kind of force thoughts out of our mind, but when people are alone and they're – let's say they don't have a family. Let's say they don't have a new partner, and they're sitting and they're thinking, and maybe part of the relationship was really good before it ended. This may be a time that people are reaching out just to see if you're okay. And you, you also brought up, you know, th- then the question that we have to ask ourselves is, what do they really want? And do we want to engage with them? Because that's the second part of it. Right. Yeah, because reconnecting with an ex, you know, maybe one of those tangible ways that we have to cope with the unknown situation that's happening right now. And the coping strategies and, and distractions that we usually turn to, whether, you know, it's going to the gym or hanging out with your friends, maybe you're a shopaholic, you go to the mall, you play in a team or whatever that looks like for you. I think those distractions are not possible right now. So, uh, you know, most people, like you said, are at home alone, sitting there with their thoughts 
and and that's not usually a good thing. So what are some things that we should keep in mind uh, before we reach out or invite an ex back into our lives? Because I feel that two people may belong together, and for whatever the reason it didn't work out at that time, uh, maybe the timing was just all wrong. So, So what do you think? Well, it's a good time to review what happened, what was good and what was bad, and why did you two separate? Nowadays, especially uh, with the millennial culture, there are so many relationships that kind of get together. They're in a situationship, and then they kind of fall apart. But the communication was never accurate. And in a case like that, there could have been inherent assumptions and misunderstandings, closure that was not given, even more so directives for correcting the relationship that were never aired. Some people are afraid to speak up and say, look, I really needed this, this, and this. And the other person might say, you never told me that. I'm not a mind reader. Why didn't you tell me that? So if you find upon reflection that you're ruminating about an ex and you're thinking, I wonder if I really, you know, they were really pretty good and I don't really know why it ended and I left them and I don't know if I did the right thing, it might be worth a call. It might be worth contacting them. And I feel that a lot of people have communication problems when it comes to relationships. Like, especially, especially because nowadays people are texting. A lot of relationships are formed through text. And we know what that can look like, right? (laughs) Miscommunication happens all the time through a a text. So um, I I also think it's important, like you mentioned, you know, pinpoint why you broke up in the first place and ask yourself, is that something that can be worked through? Um, I mean, if you broke up because there was a a whole lot of lying and cheating going on, that doesn't exactly mean moving forward it's going to be any better. Um, right. And you want to maybe ask yourself the following, right? So can, you ha- can the issues that you've had be rationally discussed? Um, did you set goals for yourself and accomplish them while you were apart? You want to ask yourself, have you learned anything from the split? Have you grown from it? Have they grown from it? Has enough time passed so you can start new and stop rehearsing what happened in the past? Um, have the issues that caused the problems been remedied? And are you both willing to put in the effort to make it work? Um, so these are all more things that we really need to keep in mind um, if we're going to let an ex back into our life. Susan, what are the repercussions uh, of taking back an ex and um, all you do is keep rehashing the past? Because this happens a lot, right? We take an ex right. back <laughs> and then maybe they cheated on you. And then you're willing to take them back, but then when you've got them back, you keep rehashing the past and, and pointing fingers and blaming, you know, blaming them and never getting past that. So what are the repercussions of that? Right. Then you put yourself in a makeup breakup loop. And as you stated previously, if you do the due diligence and you actually do the self-assessment in order to determine what needs to be done and then Really, honestly, ask your heart of hearts, ask your gut, are they willing and able to make that change with me? We've discussed this now. We know kind of what has to be done. Are they actually capable of doing that? And what's the price of me giving them another chance to do so? What's the price to my emotional stability? So there are a lot of factors involved. And and another thing I'd actually ask people to consider is, 
While you're ruminating about your ex, what should I do? Consider their basic dispositional traits. Are they open-minded? Are they willing? Are they um, patient? Are they kind? If you find that there's an inherent quality that they have that is just impossible, it's not going to change now just because they're lonely, bored, and seeking company. Right. And is, is this person a good fit for you? Ultimately. Yeah. And you know, we need to take a break. We'll be right back. We are discussing uh, or we are answering all your questions when it comes to exes resurfacing during this pandemic. We'll be back. Listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Tonight on the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, we are talking about how self isolation has spurred your ex to get back in touch, and we are offering tips on how to navigate the situation. In studio with me is best selling author and relationship expert Susan Winter. Hi, all the way from Arizona. Hi, yes, I'm lucky not to be in lucky my New York apartment right now. <laughs> lucky you. I thought yeah. you were in L.A. for some reason, but... Are you, you, we're yeah, on what, L.A. What's time. The quarantine, what's the quarantine looking like over there? Because I know the states well, got a, hit a lot I, harder than we did. Really, no, 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 it's completely different than New York. First of all, we all have houses that are separate. We have a lot of mountains and a lot of... I'm on a golf course. People are still playing golf. You have to be in your own golf cart or a pool cart. They're very strict on the distance, and all of our facilities are closed. The pool, the library, the clubhouse. Um, you know, you can, like most communities, they will have the uh, clubhouse functioning as far as cooking for you, but you pop your trunk and they deliver it and don't touch anything. So it's but all the stores really are closed, watching it right? Here. All the stores are closed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. except okay. I never knew how exciting it was to go to the drugstore. Oh, my God, I felt like a kid on Rodeo Drive. It's like, how, are you, how are you dyeing your hair? Do you do your own hair? <laughs> I do, I do, but I cut my bangs, and that is a catastrophe because I've got tons of wave, and it's just like, what were you thinking? Oh, my oh. goodness. Well, I, I'm about to give myself a haircut on uh, Instagram Live this week, so <laughs> look out for that. <laughs> that should be quite exciting. Okay, let's continue our conversation. So what should we do when an ex contacts us and they are just bad news, okay? They are just very unhealthy for us, and we know they don't belong in our lives. What do you suggest? And then I'll tell you what I suggest. <laughs> I I would be polite and diplomatic and I'd text them back or, you know, I, first of all, if I see their number coming through, I wouldn't take it if you don't want to. If you get a text mm-hmm. from them, you would just say, thank you for your concern. I appreciate it best to you and your loved ones and leave it at that. And if they keep persisting, you might say, you know, this isn't correct for where we are in our relationship. So I think it's best that we don't speak. And if all else fails, you block them. Block. That just seems all else to be fails. the common thing these days. Everyone seems to be blocking people. <laughs> yeah, Block. It's kind of juvenile unless it's really warranted. Do you remember when people would unfriend you because you you had a disagreement and they would suddenly, I'm going to not be your friend on Facebook anymore. Like, oh, I'm so wounded. But, you yeah. know, you just, sometimes you have to close every portal for your own healing. 
Yes. So, so I, I suggest, are, right? like, but if you did close that door before, then that door should yeah. stay closed. So my suggestion is that you have no ties with them. I would just ignore them, really, and remind yourself why you broke up in the first place and why they treat or how they treated you, right? And ask a friend to remind you if you can't remember. <laughs> I'm sure your friends <laughs> would love to remind you. <laughs> of course, they heard it all, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. yep. Okay, let's look at a different scenario. So perhaps you're in a situation where you have a toxic ex that you co-parent with. And toxic meaning that they try to interfere with the communication that you have with your child or your children. Uh, they may mm-hmm. say negative things to your children about you. They may undermine your authority, let's say. Uh, they may convince your child or your children that you're not trustworthy and so on and so forth. So what are some tips for handling a toxic ex that you co-parent with? Because it'd be nice to just be able to get away from these exes, but sometimes we can't. Now, listen, they're a nightmare under any condition. I mean, separate from coronavirus, the only thing is you may not have as close an exposure to them now they may come and drop off the kids. You may do the same thing, leave your car in the driveway or however you do the exchange. So you may not have to have as much communication with them. But, you know, this, these toxic, vengeful exes that want to turn their kids against you, it is such a sad and ongoing part of divorces, you know. I and and the kids are the ones only... that suffer, right, in this situation. It's the yeah, kids that suffer. because... Mommy or daddy needs the kids to hate the other partner, and they build up stories, and kids actually have that fused in their minds. And I know so many people I've worked with in, while their kids are now in college, still won't talk to them because of the pollution and the and the wrong stories and gossip that was given to them by one parent as to why the breakup occurred and how horrible that person was. And sometimes you just don't get your kids back. It takes a long time for kids to become adults and then start to see through the behavior of the parent that was polluting their mind. It's, it's Mm. really sad. And if there, if there can be any kind of intervention psychologically, maybe on the part of, you know, both parents can say, listen, this is not healthy for our kids. We need to get into some kind of counseling to help us do this because I'm begging you because I don't want to have a destroyed relationship with my kids. So is, is that your tip for handling a toxic ex? that you co-parent with? Well, any more tips? You, you have to be diplomatic. You're going to have to get your own. Uh, yeah, and I feel like you need to be the bigger person in the in the situation. Yeah. Just, oh, know, certainly. If you add children children with kindness. Fire. Yeah. I know that's yeah. hard to do. Well, <laughs> in time, they always say the truth is revealed, but if you play the high hand, you're going to come off a lot better, and eventually the kids, who are very intuitive and smart, will kind of start to see the difference between what's postured and what's real. We can only hope for that. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's continue our conversation. So, and these are questions that, you know, sometimes I, I do my own research, and I and I I look for things that a lot of people, you know, research on the internet. And one of the things that a lot of people look into is what makes an ex come back after they broke up with you. But we're going to answer this when we come back. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show, Why Exes Come Back During This Pandemic. We'll be back.
now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You're listening to Global News Radio 640 Toronto, the dating and relationship show. And tonight we're talking about how exes are taking the time to reconnect with former partners during this pandemic. Joining me in studio is best-selling author and relationship expert Susan Winter. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Okay. Good to be here. So, Thank you. So before the break, I asked you this question. I'll ask. Uh, we couldn't answer it, so we'll answer it now. So what makes an ex come back after they broke up with you? Now, they're the ones breaking up with you. Why do they generally come back? Do you think they made a mistake? They think, oh, I made a mistake, maybe, you know. We, we'd love to think that. That might be a possibility, but there are a number of possibilities, especially right. so because let's... now we're all in lockdown. Mm-hmm. It could be curiosity. It could be boredom. It could be that they want to hook up. Maybe you, they're hoping that you'll be their Netflix and chill uh, pandemic buddy because there's a huge surge in New York City. I just did an interview there. Craigslist has all these people reaching out to have like a lockdown sex partner, a lockdown On Craigslist? Partner, yeah. yeah they're, so and, gross. and they're getting I'm quite sorry. sentimental about it. Because they're lonely. They're lonely. So imagine the most fertile uh, container for that would be your exes, you know, been there, done that. Maybe they're more open to it. So it could be that your ex is bored, lonely. Um, well, it can be like, that they actually of, feel like they made a mistake. They took the well, time that to would reflect. Be wonderful. Let's, 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 let's take a look at that. How would that look? I mean, so if your ex made a mistake and they really made a mistake, they might come back tiptoeing into the water, delicately saying, how are you doing? I'm thinking about you. Then they would be quite forthright by saying, I feel terrible. I really think I made a mistake. And then they'd have to reveal to you what they know to be true about their part in it. I know I hurt you. I'm so sorry. I assumed this and this. I didn't do that. I didn't listen to you. Would you be willing to talk about it? That's very different than an ex who goes, yeah, uh, you want to hang out Friday night? Because that's the one you don't want, the, 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 the latter. Yeah. So they, they pretty much have to have that conversation in advance. I think I made a they would have to, Can we yeah. talk about this? Rather than, hey, you want to come over Friday? <laughs> oh, yeah, that does it. And don't don't let them start you up again. Like, oh, they've realized I'm so wonderful. No, they've realized they're lonely. They went through four other people that they're seeing currently, and you might be a problem. That's it. They started dating other people and then realized, hey, I had yeah. something really good here. Maybe yeah. I shouldn't, yeah, yeah. you know, maybe I shouldn't have yeah. left. I thought the, green, the right. grass was greener on the other side, but guess what? It's not. It's not always greener. Well, you know, we, this is where we have to use our discernment in everything that we know about our partner, everything that we've learned from them. Where were they inconsistent? Where are they trustworthy? Where are they just confused? Where are they scared? Does any of this make sense? But we do need to, you know, before we just jump back in like, oh, good, they realize I'm wonderful. Mm-hmm. Do some do some investigating on your own, and you know, really put them to task. And you really, really hurt me. I didn't see this coming, or I think you really had such an anger with me that day that we were doing errands together, and it just came out of nowhere, and you really scared me. And I don't know that I can be with that. Have you worked on that? So have some honest conversations so that you know what you're getting into, or at least 
explore what you're getting into to make an educated decision as to whether it's worth your time. Yeah, you don't want to just jump right back in and go, oh, they want no. me. I'm, 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 they want no. me back, right? You just you got to make them. Exactly. Like if you and, and let's just say maybe you do want them back, you do miss them. Let them work for it a little bit. Make them work for it. <laughs> if they, if, no, because if they do genuinely want you back, they will work for it. So make them work for no. it. I know. I, I totally agree with you there. <laughs> okay. Next question. Uh, do you have any tips on how one can use the coronavirus to get their ex back? <laughs> how can we use this excuse? Oh, to get our that ex sounds back? a little manipulative. Oh, um, well, it would be no different than if you're trying to get your ex back without the coronavirus. The only thing that you <laughs> Darn, could we can't do, use it as an excuse. <laughs> well, yeah, you. You can use the contact as an excuse, exactly. So it is an opportune time to say, I was thinking about you. I hope you're well. And if you need to say anything else, you know, love to chat, love to talk about, I, I miss talking to you. And, and you can just test the waters to see if it's okay. But again, if you have a breakup with an ex and you really want to get them back, you really need to replay everything that happened and make sure that, where you want to go is where you really should be and ask, what is it about them? What is it about you? What needs to be done? And make sure that you are ready, willing, and able to do those things, those corrections, or that they are. I agree. Okay. Um, let's take a look at why social distancing can be a good thing when we've just recently or when you've recently just gone through a breakup. Um, but we need to take a break. That's right. It's time. So we'll be right back. Stay with us. We're going to take a look at why social distancing can be a good thing when you've just recently gone through a breakup. We'll be back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta. From singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It's Sunday night. You're tuned in to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. Joining me tonight is best-selling author and relationship expert Susan Winter. And we're answering all your questions when it comes to exes resurfacing during this pandemic. Uh, Susan, you're still there? Yes, I am. Susan is calling in from uh, Arizona tonight. Yes, yes. I'm fortunate not to be in New York City, but my heart is with all of my friends and people in my building there. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's take a look at why social distancing can be a good thing when you've just recently gone through a breakup. What do you think, Susan? Well, you know, on, on first glance, it's like, oh, my God, I just went through a breakup and now I've got to be alone and I've got to sit with it. So the first thing is it may feel a little harder because you can't distract yourself by going out and meeting other people and trying to get over it that way, the Band-Aid way, you know, just make it make him or her go away by distracting myself. But on the flip side, you can do some really deep work. You know, none of us are leaving our homes that are following these protocol. And you have the right to indulge yourself in going through the entire grieving process without anybody really seeing you. 
mean, I yeah. don't know what what you guys are doing there in Toronto, but here, you know, we we we're just in our lycra all day long. You know, I mean, we just uh, it's a big deal. I think we're doing the same thing. We're doing the same thing over here. Yeah, I, I only have makeup on when I'm going on camera. That's why I asked you. You know, are we doing just voice today? Because yeah, I don't even bother voice up. So yeah, I don't have makeup time. on right now either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in the time of seclusion, you can kind of go through the boobs and the wounds and and the pain and the crying and the tears or the anger or the whatever, and allow yourself to process through it in a, a fairly secluded manner, so that you know it's not really visible to anybody and do the deep work and then start to make peace with yourself. And, you know, you might find that you've been so connected to your partner that you never really connected to yourself. And this is a great time to either begin meditation or, or yoga or listen to some podcasts. You have time. You're not in your office. You're not out. So it's a great self edification Find things that enrich your life. Find people to communicate with. Watch um, YouTube videos that are uh, that help you with whatever you're going through, and listen to podcasts that are um, edifying. And I think that it's a time to really do some deep work yourself. Yeah. So I'm all alone here. I'm. Are you married, Susan? I am not. Okay. So are you self-isolating on your own? I am, and I've been doing it since early March because I live in an adult community and I take my doggy to play with an older woman. And I knew that I was kind of like, besides her going to the store, which is massive exposure, I'm the only exposure. So I just was very, very cautious. So I'm living on my own. And if I wasn't okay being on my own before, I certainly am now. I'm telling you. So this is a, a great, it's a really? great way to really like to, yeah, to learn how to be on your own. Well, because I, well, I have a dog, but I was yeah. um, in a relationship prior to this and I was with a guy for about seven years and we were living together for six and then we broke up and then I moved in with my mom for a few months because I was renovating the house that I live in now. So I lived there. So, and you know, there's uh, my dad's there and my brother's there. <laughs> so there's, there's a few of us there. So I was never really on my own. And then when I moved into this place just recently, I started being on my own. But now I really am on my own because now I can't even see my family or my friends. So if I wasn't okay mm-hmm. being on my own before, I definitely am now. And you're right, like a lot of self-reflection, a lot of like I'll sit and dance in my family room. I'll put music on, whatever makes me feel good. I'm reading, I'm learning, and I'm taking this time and um, just um, creating a better life for me, which I know, you know, we're not going to be in this pandemic forever. So what is that going to look like, you know, like and, and just I jot things down, you know, journal. What, what do you want to see for your future and work towards those things? I also... Uh, I'm taking a couple of Udemy courses. They had uh, a sale on. They might even have it on still yeah. now. They had a sale on, and the courses were like $15. So I thought, okay, so I'm going to teach myself something yeah. that I always wanted to teach myself, but just never really had the time. So this is the time to do it, to work on you. I, I, I love what you said, and I think it's so important. And, and indulge me for just a moment while I talk about this. Yes. This is a rite of passage. So many people are in relationships because they're simply scared and afraid to be alone. And mm-hmm. I remember somebody telling me this when I was 40. You've got to be alone. You've got to like it. And I, and I think I just thought like a partner would make me whole. I knew theoretically it wasn't correct, 
but inside my gut, I felt like it. And I remember taking time to not date and really doing a huge timeout and discovering I was okay. I had feared being alone. And then when I actually did it, it was like, what was I afraid of? This is delicious. And I think it, <laughs> it's amazing. I can do whatever I want, whenever I want and however I want. But the the greater implication here of what you did instinctively is, and then you were helped by exterior forces, is that once we realize that we are okay alone, it changes the entire story of how we look for a mate. And that feeling of desperation and need and the hunt, and oh my God, I can't live without them, and the ups and downs, and being out of control and vulnerable and weak that really, for the most part, makes a major, it subsides, because now we're on the other side of, I'd like, it'd be a preference, but I've learned I don't need, I can live without, and that changes everything. It does, because what we do when we want a relationship so badly is that we choose the wrong person. We do, we make mistakes. Absolutely. And we we, we come in weak. And we ignore the red flag, the red flags. We yep. see them, but we ignore them. Because we think, oh, maybe we'll change that. No, you can't change a person, <laughs> especially when you're older. You can't mold a person to be the way you want them to be. So, you know, take a look at those red flags and uh, make sure you act on them because you could be making some big mistakes. But we need to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how relationships in general are going to be affected during this pandemic. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bilotta, your host. Joining me tonight is best-selling author and relationship expert, Susan Winter, all the way from Arizona. <laughs> uh, we're hey, talking Laura, about, how are you? Hi, yeah, good. We're talking about how self-isolation has spurred your ex to get back in touch, and we're offering tips on how to navigate this situation. But right now, I want to take a look at how we think relationships in general are going to be affected during this pandemic. Now, I think uh, for some couples the added stress is going to cause fights, like a lot of them, right? Um, They're predicting more divorces and breakups because of it. But for some, it'll be an opportunity, I think, to spend more quality time together and to grow closer. And they say there's going to be, or most likely there's going to be like a baby boom post-pandemic because we've seen, uh, I think we've seen similar moments in history. Um, And couples may need to work on positive ways to navigate through a crisis. All relationships will be tested. Some are going to come out stronger and some are not. What's your take on that? What do you think? uh, How do you think relationships in general are going to be affected by the coronavirus pandemic? You're right. Um, You're absolutely correct. All relationships Mm -hmm. are undergoing this stress at the same time. And there's going to be a shakeout. You're going to find the good moments that you didn't have time to share before, and you're going to find them delicious. You're also going to find traits in your partner that make you crazy. And think especially of people that are in one room. I I know people, two adults, that live in a studio. 
Now, most of them are fairly successful, and chances are they've gotten out of their New York City apartment. But, oh, my goodness, there are people that don't have the opportunity. You might have several people living in a couple rooms, and you have to, you have to find a way to create space, even psychological space, when you're all together. Because it, it, this is like what I call the traveling syndrome. You know when people say, oh, you really want to know what you got with your mate? Take a vacation. Because we're off our routine, we can't be alone to recharge, our time schedule is not our own because we're forced to be with somebody else, and you're going to be irritated and combative like you, you, like you do in a, on a traveling thing. People get testy, and it's just it's really, really hard. So it's going to bring everything to the surface, good and bad. You're going to have extremes, and you're right. They're predicting their divorce lawyers who have been so busy, I know, in New York and New Jersey, fielding calls. Yeah, they're just sitting on the sidelines going like, you know, ooh, I can't wait, I can't wait for this to be over, Uh, which is horrible. Yeah, as long as we got internet, they're starting their work now and people are filing the papers and, you know, oh yeah, it's, it's, uh, but then on the flip side, uh, I remember some people on my YouTube channel, a lady saying, okay, it's a horrible situation, but I have had time to play with my children. I've had time to talk to my husband. We've been sitting down for dinner together. There are some beautiful, wonderful moments that I don't think we would have had before that. So we are going to discover a lot of things about ourselves and about our partner in this time period. Hopefully there are some good things that we can keep with us as we move out of this um, sequestered uh, time that we're in and maybe say, you know what? I loved having dinner. I loved the communication. I love this. I love that. Or I didn't know I liked knitting. (laughs) Whatever people Mm. are trying to keep themselves busy. More than ever, you should be finding hobbies, right? Oh, yeah. That you're not spending twenty four seven with each other. Again, taking a course, you know, locking yourself yeah. up in your the bedroom while the other person's downstairs, or learning how to cook. How many people don't know how oh, to cook goodness. and are wishing that they had learned how to cook prior to this? <laughs> okay, so this is so funny. So when I went into the stores, my only panic is, you know, we have more than enough food. They're dumping out food now. But I went to my local store, and first first day there were, was produce, and the next week there was zero produce. There were like two little bags of organic Brussels sprouts left. I mean, this, this is like the size of a stadium, right? Uh-huh. And I'm, I kept thinking, oh, everybody went past it, went, eh, no, I, I, you know, I don't have vegetables at all. I'll, I'll leave the Brussels sprouts. But the flour was gone. Flour was gone and all these baking things. And I'm like, you people don't bake. Don't tell me you bake. You didn't bake before this. Now you want to bake. But it's right there. Like people have become obsessed with like, oh, I'm trapped in my home. I'm going to learn how to cook for the first time. I'm going to bake. I didn't know how to bake bread. We might be, you know, starving. So I've got to make bread. So, you know, it's it's kind of fun. It can be a family activity or it can just be something to distract yourself. And maybe you learn a new skill. That's funny because when I went to, yeah, well, that's funny because when I went to the grocery store the other day, uh, there was no flour. There was only whole wheat flour. There was no flour left because, of course, even I want to bake now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love cooking. I'm okay. I don't want to bake. (laughs) You don't want to bake? Well, it's too hot to bake in Arizona. You're you're already baking. Oh, no, we've had phenomenal weather here. It's just, it's like 78 and cool and sunny. It's just been magnificent. I'm so, 
Now, if this lands longer, I have never spent a summer in Arizona. I'm lucky I only experience it in the best weather, and then I shoot back to New York. But I might just, you know, begin to see things in this part of the country I didn't know about before, like 100-plus degree weather. Beautiful. Now, do you think that keeping a, a routine will help decrease the stress levels at home? Absolutely. Absolutely. Routines keep us grounded. They keep us on point. We definitely need that to get up, to get dressed, take a shower, because you can just live in your pajamas all day long, and then you start to feel horrible about yourself. Mm-hmm. And I know sometimes people will feel better when they actually do take a shower, do get changed, do put on a little makeup. It doesn't mean that mm-hmm. just because you're stuck at home, you know, yeah. with your partner that you've got to, you know, look like, you know, not do anything and, 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 right. and, and look crappy and, you know, not put yeah. any effort into yeah, the way yeah. you look. Because, you know, when you yeah. look good, you feel good. So put some effort. Absolutely. Yep. That's a good <laughs> you know, your partner can still look forward to being with you. being around you so yeah put some effort into that we need to take a break we'll be right back you're listening to the dating and relationship show with laura bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Tonight on the Dating and Relationship Show, we are answering your questions when it comes to exes resurfacing during this pandemic, the coronavirus, which we all hate because it's keeping us home. And Susan Winter, she is a best-selling author and relationship expert. She's in studio with me. Well, she's not in the studio. She's in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at home, Hi, too. I can't even go into the studio. Hi. So this looks so wow. perfect. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so, Susan, what about this situation? You're stuck living with someone, and you guys just broke up right before quarantine happened. So now you're stuck with this person. You're both living in the same house. What are some things that you should keep in mind? Like, let's look at... at, at both perspectives. So let's just say, uh, what, what things should you keep in mind if you're the partner that wants to stay together or how about you're the partner that wants to leave? Wow. I have two people, two clients, both in each position. Okay. So it's, (laughs) uh, first of all, so let's take the couple that they broke up right before the pandemic and to requiring to be uh, sequestered and they're stuck together. And they don't want to be together. You don't want to be with your partner. Let's take that one first. You don't want to be with your partner. Understand it is only so long a period that you have to be together. Try to create in whatever space you have your own little sanctuary, like oh my goodness. bedroom. You go into the living room. Try to be civil. If they want to keep getting you back and they keep talking about it, you can listen a little bit defer, say, listen, let's talk about this at a later time. We need some separation. I think we have to stay the course. I understand you're, it's, it's, listen, it's going to be difficult. I'm not going to lie to you, but stay the course, be civil, be diplomatic. What if you are the person that has just been told that the relationship has to end and you want your partner? Then in this case, you have to ask them, what did you want and need that you didn't get from me? What changes do you need? Why do you think this relationship isn't working? And if they tell you, look, at, I don't want to talk about it, you can say, you know what? You really do owe me a little bit of time with this. 
And by the way, the person who didn't want the relationship, you should have, this is the time to do closure. You know, my philosophy is if I break up with a guy, I got you into this. I got you to the point where you fell in love with me. I owe it to you to help you uncouple with me. I owe you the time and energy to like be angry, be upset, come back with alternative things, negotiation. I need to let you process everything because I got you into this. I've always done that. And I know most people don't bother, but I've never had really abusive guys. So it, I never had to stay away from them. Do you know, it was just something that it well, didn't work you, out. You don't attract wanted... them. That's great. <laughs> no, no, no. But I always felt the camaraderie, and, unless they were horrible. I mean, if they were horrible, then it's so much easier. You just leave. But, um, you know, it's unique problems due to this time period. Couples are trying to be as civil as they can, but they're having one wants you out and the other <laughs> the other wants to stay, or maybe they both want to get out. Yeah. Okay, one more question before the end of our show, and it's been lovely having you. Uh, relationships you. are powerful. Breakups are powerful as well. And thoughts of our ex don't just disappear overnight, even if we're feeling a lot of fear and uncertainty right now. In some ways, fear and uncertainty can make our feelings of heartbreak even more intense. Um, we, we may want to reach out to an ex for comfort. So should we seek comfort from an ex during this vulnerable time? How, like, how do you feel about that? And then I'll give you my answer. I think it's okay if you have a good friendship with them. If you no longer have an emotional spark for them, where I always judge this, Laura, with what's the effect going to be on me after I take that action? Mm. Is reaching out to my ex going to be mutual warmth and comfort? We're just here to support each other. We shared a path with each other. We care for each other. We know we're not right for each other, but, you know, thank you, and I'm just feeling a little weak, and I, it's a trusted friend, right? It's another scenario if you're going to be activated by this. If you're reaching out is really, you know, kind of – it's a guise for, oh, I just want to talk to you. And it will hurt you to hear them say, well, gee, I wish you well. We're doing fine here. Cindy's just doing well, or Marcus, Marcus just cooking, so we're going to have to go. You know, so I agree with you on that. Gonna, right? Yeah, because like, if you're not ready you? to invite someone back into your life, then don't. If, if you feel yeah. like you've done the work and you've healed, then that's fine. Yeah. But if you haven't, right, like take more time for yourself. Yeah, exactly. So always measure, anytime you take an action with an ex, measure what is the cost to you. The it, the cost of the contact might feel good, but will the price that you pay later feel worse? Or if it's good, it's good, right? And I think also there's no playbook for what's right, right or wrong in terms of communicating <laughs> with an ex during a time like this. Uh, but you do want to watch out that you're not using the pandemic as an excuse to check up on someone when you know deep down that it's, it's, it's just not a healthy situation for you. If you're questioning whether or not your partner is good for you, I would say write down all the reasons it didn't work out, right? Write it down. Great, great and idea. And this is going to help you refocus your feelings and your energy. And also consider reaching out to friends if you're feeling lonely. Remember that okay. lockdown is, is not going to last forever, and you need to be taking care of the future you. So think post-quarantine. Are you going to be proud of what you did right now? So that's what you have to ask yourself. And that's all the time we have for today. Thank you, Susan, for joining us. Where can people get a hold of you? Laura, thank you so much. SusanWinter.net.
And that'll show you all the different portals that connects you to YouTube and Instagram and everything. And thank you. What a great conversation. I know. I love chatting with you and I love seeing your videos. Check Susan Winter out. She's got amazing videos on YouTube and uh, it's it's always a joy uh, having you on the show. Uh, I am starting to host online speed dating events where you can meet up to 15 uh, new singles in the comfort of your own home. This is a great way to meet other singles while social distancing. So I encourage you to use this time as an opportunity to meet and truly connect with someone because now is the time because you have the time. Check out my website, singleinthecity.ca for more details. Until next week, everyone. Ciao for now. The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.